fabulous fundraisers, I'm Dawn Lego. It's time to buckle up for a new episode of Raise Nation Radio, the one and only podcast made to inspire fundraisers like you to continue making impact in our communities, building better tomorrows and exchanging ideas. So whether you're a trailblazer or seasoned pro, you'll pick up the trends that transform your fundraising. And together, we'll dive into lively conversations and chat with industry-leading fundraisers and thought leaders to explore hot-button issues and innovative ideas. So stay with us for the next 20 minutes while we inspire you to embrace the future of fundraising. All right, let's get going. Welcome back, Raise Nation Radio. So glad you're joining us again. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making the show so popular. It inspires us to keep going, and we hope we can continue to inspire you. If you are new to the show, well, thanks for popping in. We have about, oh, well over 100 episodes on Raise Nation Radio. I think we're at 116, maybe. So please uh, follow us on just about any podcast channel. We stream on 10 different channels. We're on demand at onecause.com. We're live at the annual Raise Conference. You can find us everywhere. So um, we'd love to have you part of the Raise Nation family. So I'm super excited to welcome um, my next guest, um, Ashley Green from Servant Jam. Is that a cool name or what? Servant Jam. I can't wait to dive into how that name came about, but please welcome to the show, the very lovely and beautiful Ashley Green. Hi, Ashley. How are you? Hi, Don. I'm doing well. How are you today? I am well. We talked a little bit before we started the episode. We happen to be recording this on a Friday. So Friday, good day, right? It's always a good day on a Friday. Absolutely. I call it Friday. Thank Friday. You. Yeah, Friday. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I am with you. Well, Ashley, you know, um, we've had a chance to chat and I've gotten, you know, a little insight into who you are and what you do, but do I really know? And our audience wants to know. So can you just talk to us a little bit about who you are, what you do in the nonprofit space? Tell us about Servant Jam. I'm dying to know how that name came to be and whatever you want to share with us personally. Yes, absolutely. So in order to tell you about Servant Jam, I have to tell you a little bit about my background. Please. And I will start by saying everything that I have ever wanted to be has all surrounded helping other people. And there were a number of things that I've wanted to be from middle school or high school uh, beyond. Uh, but today I get a chance to do that through the meaningful experiences that I am able to create, as well as the uh, technologies and tools that I am able to develop. And so I've worked in corporate America for about 10 years. And for the last five years of that, I have worked as a product manager where I get the opportunity to develop unique software and tools for major enterprises. And over the course of my career, I've lived in five different states and six different cities. Mm. So I have relocated a lot. And on my last relocation, I actually moved to two different states in one year, which was absolutely Ugh. crazy. <laughs> yeah, moving's not fun. At all, at all. Mm. One of my least favorite things to do probably um, but during that time, I was relocating to these different cities, and most times I didn't know anyone. 
And so I began volunteering as a way to give back, which is what I'm passionate about, but also as a way to meet new people and learn about the cities that I was becoming a part of. And I love that. Yes. I mean, because most people would go, I don't know, to the local bar or something, but no, you combined generosity, volunteerism with passions and way of making connections. I love that, Ashley. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 no. So I would do that through internal organizations in my company, extracurricular organizations where I would serve uh, on community outreach committees where I would be able to plan and host um, various community engagement activities and initiatives and volunteer experiences. But in addition to that, I would get involved in community organizations and uh, with nonprofits uh, in the city. And in doing that, I started to notice two things. Uh, from a nonprofit perspective, I noticed the difficulty that they were having in getting the resources that they needed, whether it was through donations or through volunteers in order to serve out their initiatives and their missions. In addition to that, I started to notice within the corporate space, the disengagement among employees and the impact that that has on a company and their business and their overall operations. But through the extracurricular organizations I was uh, engaged with, I started to notice the difference the volunteer corporate engagement activities started to have that really improved that employee experience. And so I decided that I wanted to take those two things, marry them together, and that is essentially how Serving Jam was born. And so when you think about Serving Jam, I want you to think about party, having fun, having a good time, and being able to also serve the community as you are doing so. And through a number of conversations that I was having, one of the biggest questions that I had was to, to an individual, uh, what is something that would encourage you to uh, volunteer your time more than you do today. And some of the things that I heard was um, being able to have transparency in where the dollars or the goods are going, uh, being able to have a positive experience when I am volunteering, uh, whatever that may look like, and being able to have some type of tangible connection to to the cause. And I also asked them, well, uh, why is it that you don't volunteer as much as you would like to? And the three things that I heard there was I either don't have the time, I don't make the time, or I don't know how or where to find those opportunities. So at Servant Jam, we create meaningful experiences for people to connect, engage, and serve. And we help nonprofits enhance their fundraising events, uh, create meaningful experiences for their volunteers and their employees, and also connect with businesses and organizations. In addition to that, the we trifecta. Help Absolutely. 
We also help businesses with their employee engagement initiatives, community engagement and outreach, and also their corporate social responsibility uh, or their ESG type of initiatives. What's ESG? I know environmental, social, and governance initiatives. So essentially, they marry their CSR and their ESG in order to create their uh, community outreach and social responsibility goals for the year. God, I probably should have known that, but I learned something today. So that's that's good. Um, wow, you're really connecting a lot of dots here that I hadn't thought about. Um, where the who came up with the name Serving Jam? I did because so prior to COVID, I started to think about what are ways that I can give back in my everyday life. I don't always have time and I don't always have a lot of money. Uh, And so even in those circumstances, how can I be able to give back and serve? And I decided that the way that I was going to do that was to start creating these care kits. And I would put so much love in them. I would write little notes. I would go to the Mm. bank and get little $2 bills that I would put in them. Um, In some of them, others would have um, more or less, just depending. Um, During COVID, I would have masks and gloves and um, I have food and socks, whatever it is. But I make these care kits that I keep in my car and I would just pass out when I saw a need. And I would get so much great feedback, not only from the people that were receiving these, but people that saw me doing it. And so I started to think about ways that I could get my friends and my family and other people like me that may not always have the time or money, but still have the heart and the desire to serve, to be able to do so easily. And so I knew that in order to do that, it had to be two things. It had to be fun and it had to be convenient. So anything that I did, it had to have a fun aspect to it. So that is where the jam came from. So we are serving and we are also jamming and having a great time. Wow. So you are a remarkable person. You have a lot on your plate and just keep plowing through the service that speaks to your heart and you're doing it, right? I I can't imagine you actually put care kits together and kept them in your vehicle and just handed them out as you felt that there was a need. That's remarkable. I mean, who who does that? Uh, You know, people are so rough, like even in the line to get a Starbucks, it's like, you know, Hurry up, you know, just to see that level of kindness, you're not extending a handshake or a smile, which I think we should all be doing a little bit more of, but you're actually extending a care package that you lovingly put together with a lot of thought, a lot of intention and using your own funds. That is remarkable, Ashley. I am just so impressed. Thank you, Don. Thank you. Wow. All right. So I, I've, I'm getting it, but I'm not. The the dots that you're connecting, I think it would help if, would you, do you have an example without mentioning any specific organization, but can you give us an example of an org, a nonprofit that you worked with and how you helped them increase the, 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 the trifecta, you know, if you will, that you just spoke about, I think that might help with some light bulbs coming off. Do you mind? 
Absolutely. So from a basic sense at Serving Jam, we do charitable team building activities and engagement events for businesses and nonprofits. And so an example, we worked with a organization earlier this year and our customers can either be businesses uh, or nonprofit organizations themselves, but also the services that we provide through our events also produce resources for nonprofits. So what does that even mean, Ashley? So we like to work to provide essential goods, tangible goods to organizations. So many times we have these fundraising events or good raising events where people give, but they aren't really getting the connection to the organization or to the mission or to the cause. And so with the experiences that Serve and Jam provides, we would like to create that connection by getting people engaged, integrating community service activities in social events in order to create that connection to the mission, to the organization, to the cause, and hopefully as a result, increase future donations and volunteers as a result. And so there was a nonprofit organization that we worked with earlier this year that was having a summit with some of their participants in order to uh, share knowledge and resources and networking and connection opportunities. During that summit, we hosted a community uh, activity during that actual event. So we brought this experience to them. Uh, they were interested in supporting a local organization in the greater Atlanta area that uh, supported refugees. And so we did the research and found two wonderful organizations there uh, that support refugees coming into Atlanta, uh, which I found out is known as the L Island of the South, which was a fun fact oh. that, that I didn't know before. Um, and they do amazing work there. Um, so we found two nonprofits. So we were working with a nonprofit to host this event and this activity. And the work that we did also supported two other nonprofits in that area. So we hosted a team building or engagement activity during this summit where we uh led attendees through a obstacle course. So it really drove home the team building piece, the engagement piece, and really allowing the experience, the attendees to get to know one another through this experience. As they were navigating the obstacle course though, the objective were for them to complete care kits. So we worked with these nonprofit organizations in order to determine what their needs were and they were, they had a great need for hygiene products. So we had everything from tissue to toilet paper to toothpaste and everything in between. And we paired individuals up into groups and one was blindfolded, one was not. And the objective was to lead your partner, your blindfolded partner, through this obstacle course without stepping on any obstacles. And by the end, you should have a complete care kit with all of the things that we had designated. And it was such a wonderful activity. Through that, we were able to donate hundreds of uh, hygiene kits 
to both of these organizations. We also donated um, backpacks uh, full of school supplies as well as bikes. And so it was such a wonderful event. And so that was an example how we worked with a nonprofit uh, as a client, but in doing so, we also were helping other nonprofits serve out their missions. So we also do the same thing for businesses as well in order to help them connect with organizations and so serve their local communities. Wow. You know, you know what I love about that? I mean, that really is the trifecta. You really put together fun, what you talked about, right? Mm-hmm. You you put together team building for sure. I mean, that is such a challenge, you know trust, right? If I'm blindfolded, I'm like you, you really built in trust there, which is just the topic of the hour and is going to be all over 2024, I'm sure. And then the outcome was actually a service project and you creatively wove that together, but from very not outlandish, crazy, expensive types of planning, right? Many organizations run obstacle courses, right? Many organizations run, hey, let's get together and put some care kits together and here's your six foot tables and, you know, create an assembly line. Many people do team building. You actually found a way to take those simple types of thoughts, but put them together to make them so much more meaningful and impactful. And it's brilliant. It's simple, but it's brilliant at the same time. That's pretty cool. Thank you. And and the best part for me is when people come up to me after and they say, wow, I've never done anything like this before. Or you really woke up the inner child in me. And, and who doesn't want that? Right. That's the best part of every ourselves. day, all day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, but in addition to that, when they say, hey, I love that organization that you connected me with. Now I'm volunteering with them. That is the best part of what I do. Yeah, I love that. You're, you're kind of um, making an introduction and deepening some alignments there um, and helping nonprofits grow their reach, which is fantastic. You know, it's Absolutely. a very precarious time for nonprofits. There's lots of challenges, just lots of challenges and tech and resources and, um, you know, building trust. And, you know, we're, we're, we've lost a little ground and we need to gain that back. So if you don't mind, I'm going to hit you with some questions because maybe you could shed some light on um, priorities that nonprofits should be looking at into in, in 2024. Um, so my first is um, just the increase of funding, right? We have, we've seen a decline in giving. We need to look at ways to increase our funding. Um, so how can nonprofits increase funding and financial resources through their donations? Yeah, I, I love this question, Don. So from my experience, oftentimes when nonprofits are looking to get donations, they are primarily uh, looking to connect with businesses and very large organizations. Uh, but when you start to look at the numbers and some of the most recent fundraising rates, you'll find that the majority of donation dollars are coming from uh, individuals followed by businesses. And so one of the things that I suggest is really trying to connect more on a uh, 
almost, I guess I would call it a, a B2C type level, connecting with those individuals um, and helping people to be able to uh, find you. That's one of the biggest things that I mentioned earlier. People mentioned, I really want to go out and serve. I really want to uh, volunteer more. or I really want to give, but there are so many nonprofits. How do I filter through them? Um, how do I even find them? How do I find out what do they need? So really helping people to not only get to know you, but be able to find you. Um, creating opportunities and experiences for people to connect to the cause. So I shared an example how we help with that through Serving Jam, but there could be many others. Uh, also having a convenient way to donate and give. And that seems like the most simple thing ever, but it's often one of the most difficult. Sometimes we have our donation buttons embedded down within our website. So people have to go find it. We get to the link and it may or may not work. Uh, we have to pay extra fees sometimes. And sometimes people feel like, well, if I'm giving, why am I having to pay an extra fee on top of that? And so making it extremely easy to find out how to give to you and to actually process the transaction to be able to give to you. And lastly, I would say just being able to have that connection and transparency. Um, people like to see where their donation dollars are going and that it is actually going to a good cause. So I think being able to uh, provide all of those things and, and show the tangible impact that you are making uh, will really help to uh, connect with those individuals and, and businesses, but also be able to potentially increase the amount of donation dollars that they are giving you. Yeah, I love all, I love everything you've just said. And, and it's pretty interesting about the simple thing about a donation button, right? There, it's not that simple. You really need to put some thought and intentionality, you know, behind that. You mentioned about covered fees, you know, for the transaction. Well, we know that there's costs in doing business with credit card. So instead of absorbing it as a nonprofit or forcing it on a donor, find some flexible software that gives you the option to give your donor, right? So that they they feel like, okay, I could do a little bit more and cover these fees or no, I'm really at my budget. So thank you for giving me the option. But really just think about where where is it on your on your website? How easy is it to, you know, to find? Are you giving some suggested amounts to donate? Are you talking about your, in, I mean, there's just so much about a little simple uh, donation button and um, give it some thought. It's, you know, it, it is simple. It is important. You have to have it. But um, I like to call it a, a donation tune-up, right? Like look at your webpage and give that donation button a little bit of a tune-up and make sure that it's all the things. So to your point, you know, some of these things seem simple, but really got to put a little thought behind them to make sure that they're perfect. Absolutely. And I, I work in product development, so I develop websites and tools. And one thing that we find is uh, from, from a usage perspective, people don't like to click more than three times to find what they're looking for. Yeah, or sometimes you lose me at two times. I, I'm, I'm a two-time girl. <laughs> you're, you're losing me really so, fast. <laughs> yeah, so the fewer number of clicks, the better. Yeah, 
Good to know. Well, you know, I'll do a shameless plug for one cause. We do have an online giving solution. That's all the things. So if you're in need and you're believing everything that Ashley is saying, which I do, um, you might want to check out one cause. So sorry about that little shameless plug. No, Um, excellent plug. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Ashley. All right. So I have another one for you. So I do think that there's something to be said about growth through volunteers and recruiting volunteers. So, but, you know, resources, it's just getting the right resources, whether they're volunteers or FTEs, or it's, it seems to be hard, really lacking our resources. So I'm going to hit you hard with a hard question. How can nonprofits recruit more volunteers and then get some support there with you know, operations and their, you know, their initiatives. So I think in order to recruit more volunteers, you have to meet them where they are. Mm. And so think about your audience in this sense. Who are your volunteers? Are they high school students? Are they college students? Are they working professionals? Are they retirees? Uh, And where do those groups reside online? And is it Facebook? Is it Twitter? Is it TikTok? Uh, Are they using volunteer match or some of the volunteer management systems. So starting with finding out who are my volunteers and where do they live, and then beginning to connect with your volunteers there. Uh, And we know social media is a very powerful monster in itself. Monster's a good word. (laughs) Yes. And there are there are different ways to go about navigating the the different platforms. And so based on who your volunteers are starting to create frequent uh, and appealing content to appeal to your volunteers. So if you have a younger volunteer base, TikTok is very great for that. So creating fun and creative uh, TikTok videos. Uh, However, if you have more volunteers that are working professionals or retirees, uh, they may live on Facebook a little bit more. So um, making your Facebook posts and doing your stories and and things of that such. So uh, that is one of the key ways that I think you can go about uh, connecting and and finding more volunteers. Uh, The next thing, though, is giving them a positive experience when they get there. And that is one of the key things that I've heard from volunteers and why they do not return. So it may not be organized. Um, They didn't enjoy what they were doing or uh, the people that they were serving with. Uh, They weren't able to really make the connection to the mission and the initiative that they were there for, or they just can't really see the, the impact that they're making. And so you want to make sure that once you actually get these volunteers, you give them something that makes them want to come back. And there are are layers to that. And so we want to make sure that we are creating the right team around these volunteer groups and experiences to ensure that we keep the retention and we have volunteers coming back. Make it meaningful. Um, 
Absolutely. Yeah, make it make it meaningful. And there are multiple ways in order to make an experience meaningful. Yeah, I think it's important because when you have a volunteer, you have to think in terms of I'm not paying that salary, that hourly rate, that so but you have the resource. So just treat it like it with kit gloves, right? Let, let treat it so special and make it memorable for them and meaningful, like you just mentioned, Ashley, to keep them coming back because you want to nurture employees and keep them happy. And there's a whole heck of a lot of things that you can do there. And I think that becomes second nature. But with volunteers, we sometimes don't carry that through. Um, But that's really important too. We want to nurture them and keep them, especially expressing gratitude. Um, So really good points. You're just a wealth of knowledge. So I'm going to hit you up with a really hard one. I feel like you can go into so many different directions with your insights and expertise, but let's talk a little bit about branding and visibility and marketing. You know, I think we're learning from the for-profit companies for sure um, that they're just doing a really great job getting to know me. I know my retail experiences have gone, you know, they're, they're so enhanced, right? Retailers are serving me up things that based on my buying and they're making sure that they say happy birthday to me and they're front and center all the time. I, I look at this reel on Instagram and next thing I know I'm getting an ad. I mean, we really can learn from for-profit, but of course we don't have the deep pockets that the for-profit companies have or the resources. So how can nonprofits increase their branding and their visibility, their marketing, their communications, their promotions? Go, Ashley. <laughs> yes. So so one thing that I wanted to say to respond to your comment is that running a nonprofit really is like running a business. And so we should treat it, treat it as such. Now, the mission may be different. How we how we dispose of our funds may be different, but we're still operating a business or or an entity. And so many of the uh, tips and tricks that the businesses are using, we should also consider for our nonprofits. So we've already talked about social media, social media, social media. Social media is always important when it comes to branding. So of course, when it comes to connecting with your volunteers, you want to focus your content on the platforms that they live, but you also want to have a a presence across the various platforms. Uh, Even the new ones that come out, just like sometimes setting up your your name on the platform to say, hey, we're here is important. Uh, Having a good website. If I'm doing research on a nonprofit and they don't have a website, that's a red flag. Or if they don't have an optimized website, that could also be a red flag. You also want to ensure that you have your SEO or your search engine optimization uh, on your website so that people can find you in a Google search. 
Um, when you think about Google as well, uh, have a Google page so that when people Google your name, not only are they seeing you in the search results and maybe the ads if you choose to run ads, but they can also see you your business page on the right-hand side that you have a little bit more control of as far as sharing what you do, being able to provide your contact information as well as share pictures uh, of things that you have done uh, or impact that you have been able to make in the future. And I would also say reviews. I am absolutely mm. a reviews girl and so many people Me too. Are. Me so, too. Whether it is some of your volunteers or people within the community that community that you have served, ask them to leave reviews. These are things that you can put on Google. These are things you can put on platforms like Yelp, but you can also list on your website as well. Wow. You know what I think I love? There's so many things to love about you, Ashley, but what I think I love most is you take some of the basics and you really change the perspective about being more intentional with those basics, get those basics right. Um, Because today you didn't really talk about a lot of money or a lot of resources to get some of this programming and um, enhancements underway. You you really talked about the basics and being a little bit more intentional with them. Don't gloss over them. They're important. They're setting the foundation for your future. And um, I I, I think it's just a fresh perspective. So it's just so fun talking to you. if it's okay with you, I'd love to get all of your contact information and website information and anything else that you have. I'm going to put them in the show notes so that people can get in touch with you. I would assume that would be okay with you. Is that good? Of course, that would be okay. That would be wonderful, John. Yeah, we're totally going to do that. We'll, we'll have to can, uh, continue the conversation. Hopefully you can meet us again on Raise Nation Radio and uh, just check in about some success stories and some different things. So will you come back and join us on a future episode? Of course, I would love to. That's great. We would love to have you again. It's just so refreshing talking to you. But that is about all the time we have for today. Fearless fundraisers, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's Raise Nation topic and your daily dose of fundraising inspiration. Tune in for a new episode release every Thursday at 12.30 p.m. That's Thursdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. In the meantime, listen to all the episodes on Raise Nation Radio. You can follow your favorite channel so that you can get the notifications about all of our new guests. And if you're a nonprofit and you would like to appear on the show, please join us. We'd love to have you as a guest. Reach out at hello at onecause.com. We know that fundraisers are doing amazing things, building better tomorrows for our communities. Your stories are awe-inspiring. We would love to feature them on the show. I would like to thank our sponsor, One Cause, for making this episode possible. OneCause is driving the future of fundraising with easy-to-use digital fundraising solutions that help nonprofits connect with donors. Check it out at OneCause.com and please visit the resource tab on the homepage. There is a broad catalog of content. It's all free and hopefully you'll find it very helpful. A huge, huge, huge shout out and thanks to my very inspiring guest, Ashley Green from Serve and Jam. We so appreciate you, Ashley and your expert and authentic and caring voice. It's just so special talking to you. Thank you for being with us. I so enjoyed our conversations, but I do have to ask any last words of inspiration for our audience. 
Last words of inspiration, I would say first, just thank you. Thank you for all that you are doing. You are truly making a difference in our communities and inspiring so many people. Uh, Though it may get difficult at times, please continue the work that you are doing. And thank you. Oh, Ashley, you know, I knew we were going to get something special from you. Gratitude. (laughs) Um, You're just a special person. We're going to connect with you in the new year again. In the meantime, we'll have all your information on our show notes. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so much, Dawn. Well, that's a wrap. Until next time, I'm Dawn Lego. This is Raise Nation Radio. You stay fearless out there. (laughs) 